Hello, all, and welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. It's time to be inspired, empowered, and learn to live our happiest lives. We do this through stories of hope, celebrity inspiration, education, and resources. We have a full show of entertainment and some very thought-provoking conversations. We have some true celebrity inspiration with three-time SAG Award winner, actress Taryn Manning. We best know her from Orange is the New Black. We discuss the controversy around her film, Karen and Racism, along with another film titled Gateway, which delves into issues regarding community, racial harmony, drug trafficking, and families in crisis. Taryn is not only an incredible actress, she offers real insight to social justice issues. We then meet Michael Judson Berry, actor and TikTok star. Michael is the creator of Quarantine Time, a sketch comedy that has garnered international attention and acclaim. He portrays the characters from Schitt's Creek and has us all laughing during a time that we can really use it. Stay tuned because we get to see a fun skit where he portrays Mora. Now let's meet our guest. Hey, Taryn, welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing great. And it's so great to have you on the show. And you've just had so much going on. You have a lot of films that have come out and are coming out, a lot of projects since COVID. I want to talk a little bit about you. And I don't know if people know too much about where you come from and really humble beginnings and where you are today. So how has that affected uh, you coming into this a bit to this business, this industry, and making the decision on roles that you're taking? Okay. Um, yes, I came from humble beginnings. I'm, you know, single mother with two kids and just, you know, trying to make ends meet. But it's funny because if you, I guess I always had like champagne taste on a beer budget. That was something that my mom always said. And I marched to the beat of my own drum, which when I was young, I used to be like, what does it mean? You know, I get so upset. Like, yo, Taryn, doesn't matter. You'll figure it out one day. For some reason, I always thought, because she'd say it so you know, so like stern, I guess it kind of meant that I just was my own person. And, you know, of course I was obedient, but I just did, did things my way. So yeah. with that being said, it's like, I never saw myself as um, like, I guess, you know, poor or impoverished. I mean, yeah, we, there was section eight housing and there was a mobile home park, but at the same time, there were so many kids and, and, you know, we played and I, I didn't know the difference, you know, yeah, yeah. My, mom, my mom, did great. You know, um, she, she didn't have any type of drugs or alcohol problem. It was just single mother, you know, but she let me, she somehow figured out how I could do everything. I wanted to do martial arts, baseball, soccer, karate, baton, roller skate. I mean, there wasn't one thing that I didn't want to do. And she somehow made it happen. I found out later in life that she like hadn't bought herself an outfit until like I, um, I turned 18 and moved out. She oh, finally, God. <laughs> she finally, but no, she, she said. A role uh, of a mom, right? Right. Yeah. I was like, no, uh, But yeah, I, I got my first job at 13. It was at, I, I lied and said I was 15. Um, so I could work and, and earn my own money. And so it was good. But so cut to um, now or, you know, maybe when I was 18, I started to professionally act. And, you know. 
I don't know. It's not so much that I pick these types of roles. I mean, they kind of pick me. Mm-hmm. And um, in my 20s, like my late 20s, I got, you know, pretty, pretty upset. I was like, why can't I ever play just a normal girl? Like, you know, why can't I play, you know, the, the one that the guys fall in love with you? I got so, you know, hurt. And then I, I, I rebelled against everything. It was like, I'm saying no to anything edgy, any prostitutes or drug addicts or, you know what I mean? It's a no. Yeah. And then you I won the love story, right? Yeah. And then I didn't work. <laughs> You know, and I was like, hey, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, sometimes, um, but I know that sometimes when I would go in for those types of roles, like for, for, to read for them, the casting directors always said, you know, she's so great and Taryn's very pretty, but she's just, you, even no matter how hard she tries, you can just uh, tell the layers and the things she's been through. And I'm like, yeah, like, I, I guess I can't hide it or something. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think in this industry, you know, I've done a little acting, not anything like you, Taryn, but, you know, it, it, it is true. The roles, the same roles kept picking me. So I, I can relate this much. Right. But um, you have like some really great films out. And, and honestly, I, these are my kind of films. Um, <laughs> so I love it. I love a gritty film. Okay. So you have Gateway and you have Karen and every last one of them came out this October. So I know that there has been some controversy that has surrounded Karen and it's a thriller one. I love that, right. but it's about a racist woman, right? Mm-hmm. And it's her personal mission to right, make this African-American couple very uncomfortable within the neighborhood. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how that felt to have to play like this affluent racist woman? Mm. Yes. Playing her. I mean, so, you know, getting a leading part is always a dream is for an actress because, you know, that's when like, the magic happens, you know, you create your arc, you start with your character, start somewhere, end somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and just everything in between. So getting offered a leading role obviously is, is, is amazing because then, you know, the movie's carried by you and it's your, it's your turn to prove that you can carry a movie. Um, but then it was like, but of course it's, it's something like this, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, and the director just, I mean, he, he had me in his mind and there was like, no, once he got to me through, and yeah. it was weird because it came through a very strange, like kind of backdoor source. And he was just fixated on the idea. And many times I would be like, I don't know. I don't know about this. I'm just so conflicted. It's such an active situation right now. I mean, it's always been mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, That's something I've learned along the way. I mean, I learned so much, you know, I learned about white privilege and because of my humble beginnings, I didn't realize that there is white privilege, no matter where I, I come from, no matter how much I think I can relate, I, we can't, we can't relate to right. something that we No, you can't we, relate. It, you yeah. know, so it's even hard to speak on, to be honest with you, um, very sensitive topic. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, yes, it, it's been, it's been rough. You know, a lot of people like to say you play that too well. There has, has to be racism inside of you. I've also mm-hmm. been attacked that um, it's in our DNA that, there's, we're just racist. We, we will never understand it, but that it's embedded into our DNA as, as, as white uh, Caucasians. Mm-hmm. Very hard to hear, very hard to understand. But when you have like a, you know, 
the black advocacy coming at you. I mean, they make a lot of sense and you're just sitting here going, my goodness, but I'm anti-racist. You know, it's not yeah. just I'm not racist. Anti-racist is where we all need to get to. Zero tolerance, right. you know? Zero tolerance. And you're an individual, right? right. So mm-hmm. it's like one person at a time and making mm-hmm. a change and and you have your, your own beliefs. Um, but I know it's so hard to play a role and for people to just except it's a role. It's not the person you are. It's almost like, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's like, it's hard to face things um, head on when they're, when they're right in our face and they're so sensitive, you know? So I tend to, I tend to like, you know, have the courage to do that. I felt, you know, even with like Pensatucky on a, you know, on, on Orange is the New Black, you know, she was, she was kind of a lot too. And, um, yeah. so, you know, so people are pretty convinced that I'm this way. Um, I, I don't know how to explain to them about what, what it's like to be typecast and, and pigeon, uh, pigeonholed the way I am. But at the same time, I love the craft of acting and I was there to tell a story, it's storytelling. And so I can't feel ashamed of that. You know, I, I'm the villain in this particular story, you know, and right. um, it's to, you know, get a point across that these types of people are real. Very real. I mean, I literally took from all these different YouTube videos I watched, took from things I've witnessed myself. And um, I mean, this is real and this happens. And this these are the types of people that are damaging people's lives with one call, one comment, one, you know, a whole community can be damaged by it. Up next, we'll talk more with Taryn Manning about her new roles. Next week, we meet actors Katie Cassidy, best known for her roles in When a Stranger Calls and CW's Arrow, and Danny Abacasser from The Irishman and Mob Town. They will speak with us about their film, I Love Us. We then meet Lorna Capista, head of Women Investors at Fidelity. She shares with us about women investors. We then meet serial entrepreneur, Shannon Monson. She is speaking to us about how college students can change their mindset and go after what they want. Lastly, we meet Dr. Loretta Friedman, nutritionist and women's health expert. She explains the role that toxicity and nutrition play on cancer, especially breast cancer. They're black. Do you mind keeping it down? If you don't comply, I'll tell the manager. Somebody's taking home security serious. Hi! I am Karen Drexler. I'm your neighbor. You need to be taking your trash cans off the curb right when the trash is picked up. Do you think do you think the film and you speaking out, do you think that's going to help to affect any change? I do. I do. Yeah. I think that what it's done is it's opened up conversations amongst families. Like, you know, let's say there's a dinner dinner table mm-hmm. and it's like maybe this is a hard subject to to talk about. But I, I found it interesting in the movie that, you know, both, the you know, the little girl, the little daughter, like her little boyfriend is 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 black. And, and you know, if you kind of seems like Karen might even have a crush on her neighbor if you really, you know, dig deep into it. So, yeah. Sometimes we resist the things that we want the most and we act crazy about it because there's a projection in there too. Absolutely. 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 And I do want to say that I, I I do feel bad for you because I know that 
a lot of people came after you on Instagram and such and social media is just, you know, seems to be that forum um, where you can be bullied and they feel safe about it. But um, I want to talk about the other films. I want to talk about Gateway, which sounds like an awesome film also. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience with Gateway? Yes, Gateway was really great. It's, I mean, it's shot beautifully. The music's amazing. Um, I love I love Michelle. He's from Paris, France. So he has like a very, I mean, he just has a sensibility about him. And, you, you know, it has like a, a bit of a foreign film you know quality um superb um and it's you know it's about like corrupt social worker meaning like you know he's saving people but all the while he has his his own stuff so my character is um you know she she kind of hangs at the local watering hole and he he really cares about her she really cares about him and um you know they do adult things like that and um and but there's a nice little bond there it's kind of his like escape when he comes to where, where, right. you know, where I am and stuff. And, um, yeah, they have a nice relationship. She's, um, she really, yeah, she, she likes him probably a lot, a lot more than he likes her. So, you know, yeah. we all relate to that kind of stuff, but it's a really so, great, it's a it looks movie. like a really great film. I think you'll and love then, it. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, it has a lot of issues, right. You know, with oh, yeah. drug trafficking and family in crisis and, you know, there's a lot there. So option and, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff, like right. and, and such as, you know, sensitive time with, you know, with children too. And just, yeah, I mean, I have, a, I know somebody who is struggling with, with all that, you know, mm. so careful. And then once you're kind of in that system, that's, that's hard to get out of. It is. And, and just really how much it affects the person. Oh, Yeah, that's what I mean. The children Mm -hmm. and who they become. Yeah. So let's talk about every last one of them. Um, Every last one of them is like a modern, uh, modern day Western. I mean, I play this kind of, it's, it's about, um, it's about this, this guy. I mean, he is, you know, it's, it's pretty out there. He loses his daughter to, to drugs and, Mm -hmm. um, or does he? And then, you know, there's this sort of um, him hunting down who did this to his, to, to his child. And um, I play, I play, um, I, I own a security company with my brother. And so we kind of run the, run the desert. Like, you know, we're the main, main people there, you know, running the show as far as like the casinos and this and that. So it was a fun role for me because she was not, you know, she wasn't all messed up on anything. She was owns a company and with her brother yeah. and she's really tough and, you know, dresses really chic, but basically it's a big shoot em up banging action. just jam packed. It's, it's a great storyline as well as Richard Dreyfuss in it, who we love. And amazing. yeah, it's a good cast. That was fun. I think it's amazing. Well, Taryn, I mean, you're an incredible actress. And that's obvious because you keep getting projects. And I know like Orange is the New Black was a big hit for you. And then now you have these ongoing roles that are truly successful. So where um, I know that Karen and Gateway came out in September Mm -hmm. and also the every last one of them, October. So where can we see these films? I think was Karen on uh, is that on BET? Yeah, so that one's on like all the streaming platforms and BET. Um, the the gateways on all on all the streaming platforms, and then every last one of them is the same. You know? All right, 
limited. I love the streaming theater. platforms because they're all, it's, it's there oh, all the time. Yeah. We don't have to wait for the theater, right? <laughs> yeah. Times have changed. So yeah, get your yeah. Hulu, get your Amazon Prime, all that stuff. Exactly. Okay. Well, Karen, I can't thank you enough for coming on Wake Up and sharing about your films and, and about yourself. So thank you so much. All right. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye, Karen. Bye. Next up, we meet Michael Judson Berry, actor and TikTok star. You're going to want to stay tuned for this because he portrays the characters from Schitt's Creek and we get to see a really fun skit. Hello, Michael. Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. It's great to have you. And you're going to bring a little light to us because, you know, we could use some laughter right now. So (laughs) I want to first off talk with you. So you're an actor and the pandemic happened. Now you're quarantined and you did something pretty special with that time. So let's talk about that. Share that with us. Yeah. So um, like most actors in lockdown, uh, that moment when it became clear we were going to be there for a while, it was like, okay, well, theater's not coming back and everything's sort of stuck. Um, What can I do? And, uh, you know, there are all these sort of challenges going around, like push-up challenges and things like that. And um, uh, exercise just terrifies me. So, um, (laughs) and luckily my roommate at the time was a big Schitt's Creek fan. We both loved the show. And this impersonation challenge came up and he's basically David in real life. Like he would walk around the house, just be like, oh my God. And he had a couple wigs in the bottom of his closet. And I was told I did a decent Moira Rose. And so we did this little Moira and David in lockdown challenge. And a couple of our friends thought it was funny. And so I thought, well, we have nothing else to do. What if we did uh, like a little YouTube show? We'll call it Quarantine Time because Moira drinks tea all the time. And we'll do Moira and David in lockdown. And he had no interest whatsoever. So I was like, well, I'll just do it myself. I know, right? So um, propped up my phone and uh, just sort of improvised as Moira one day. And um, a couple of people thought it was funny. So I did another one and it got a few thousand views, um, which blew my mind and it just mm-hmm. sort of snowballed and now what are we almost a year and a half later and yeah. quarantine time has become a thing where every every few days I do another episode of it started as just Moira Rose in lockdown and then it became the whole family and then other impressions and yeah it's, it's just been this amazing and pleasant beautiful surprise it's so incredible like how things have happened over quarantine right so you're now like a TikTok star and a YouTube star and this quarantine time is like just, you know, like internationally acclaimed, like, right? Like, I mean, you are getting attention from everywhere. And yeah. it's, and it, I really feel like you're definitely talented, but it's just like, it's what we needed. And, um, and, and so it's so great that you did that. So I want to share now that you've shared what happened. I want to take a look at a skit now. Well, hello you, and welcome to Tuesdays with Moira. My inaugural guest is a very dear acquaintance of mine. Yeah, she is a fine actress who I met many moons ago when we filmed an unaired commercial for Hour After Hour Deodorant together. Yes, it is the Academy Award-winning Instagram star, the ever-quirky 
Diane Keaton. Oh my God. <laughs> Those deodorant commercials, I'd, I'd oh, forgotten about, you know, bro, oh, <laughs> sorry, oh, man, I, I must sound nuts. Michael, you did an awesome job. That was so funny. Thank you. You uh, really got the rolls down. Uh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're fu- I, I never thought I would do impressions of them, and here we are. Um, but they're such fun characters, I mean, honestly. And the the, ori- the original actors are so genius that, it almost makes it easier to parody because they're so beautifully specific, you know. And did you have one of them reach out to you? Uh, I haven't talked to them directly, but Catherine O'Hara talked about me. Um, she's mentioned me in interviews. Um, and one big one, yeah, where the, the interviewer asked her about what it was like to create such an iconic accent. And yeah, he brought me up. He was like, where people imitate you like this Michael Judson Barry. Yeah. And she was like, I've seen him. He's great. He's so funny. His writing is so funny. It was amazing. My friend sent me the article and I almost walked into traffic. That um, is so awesome. Yeah. How was it doing, you know, the impersonation and, and getting that voice? Like, how was that for you? I, it's interesting. I've always sort of had an ear for voices. I grew up watching Monty Python and Mel Brooks and, you know, old sketch comedy stuff. And so I, I my poor family... Um, every night at dinner, I'd come down and be like, well, I learned on no sketch. And they would just be like, oh, my God, Michael. Um, <laughs> and then it's like, in you. it's just sort of, yeah, I, I never really sat down and, and practiced Moira's accent. I think I just watched the show enough. It just sort of happened. Um, and her vocabulary is just so much fun. Um, yeah. And figuring out the sketches has been great. Like when I first started doing this, my mom who's a, a psychologist, so she's very wise, uh, told me when you say about, you know, finding joy in things, um, she, uh, after the second one, she was like, Michael, if you're going to do this, if this is going to be your thing, make sure it's positive and you make it mm. hopeful because that's what we mm-hmm. all need. And I feel like that's what the show is. You know, it's just so yeah. lovely. And so that was always the the goal is to find, you know, the the essence of Moira, but always sort of find the silver lining in whatever that situation was. And I love that because, I myself, that's my mission, spreading positivity. So, and it's just so fun to do it through entertainment and that you, you know, offer this. So you also, you have some other things coming out and are you doing any other impressions? Are you, do you have anything else on the, on the uh, back burner for us? Um, Well, so I filmed my first movie before lockdown um, called Milk Water because uh, mm-hmm. before that, I primarily did theater. And so that did the festival circuit during lockdown. And now it's available. Recently came out on uh, Netflix and I believe on wow, um, Apple. Awesome. I know Netflix and a couple of streams. Yeah. And um, and it did really well. It won, you know, Best Picture and Best Screenplay at a few big festivals. And um, so that was really exciting to have my first movie come out, you know, oh, yeah. just recently. And it's beautiful. It's it's, it's really um a great story about a young woman who agrees to be a surrogate for this older gay man and sort of her journey of what that's like um, Mm. and how that changes her life and her relationships with everybody else in her life. It's really interesting. What about your role? Tell us about your role. So I play her, I play sweet Teddy, um, who's a lot like Ted in Schitt's Creek, Um, but he is her best friend's boyfriend. Um, And it was one of those great little things where I was given the audition last minute and it was supposed to be one little bit and I got on set and our, our amazing director thought I was funny. And so she just sort of kept working me into more and more of the film yeah. where Teddy went from this little Tinder date to now I'm like there when she's giving birth and all this stuff. And um, I got to tell you, there's a lot of stories of, 
you know, actors that have gone in and they were having this small little role and it turned out to be this huge role or, you know, a more significant role. So yeah. that's, you know, that's really awesome for you. Yeah. And, and I just wrapped my second film with um, opposite Julianne Moore, which is very exciting. Um, you are on fire. So Good we'll see. You. She and I both went to Boston University. So we had a great time sort of like chit-chatting about like being BU alums. It was really cute. Right before our last take, she like nudged me and she was like, look at us, two BU alums working. In my head, I was like, you're Julianne Moore. This is insane. This is insane. But you know what? It's your time to shine. And thank you so much for all that you're doing to bring light and, you know, joy right now. So thank you, Michael, for coming on Wake Up. Thank you. Thank you all so much for spending your Saturday morning with me. It's been an awesome show. I just love to have these entertainers on and the messages that come through the films. And also we get a great laugh through Michael's skit. So how fun was that? I got to take a look at that on YouTube and TikTok. But uh, I just want to let you know that I do have a new series called Hump Day Hope on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern time at host Marcy Hopkins. I hope you will join me there for some weekday inspiration, talk about recovery, and just a lot of great stuff to help us again live a great life. I also want to wish you guys a very happy Halloween if you celebrate. Remember to be kind to yourself, kind to others, and have a great week, and I'll see you next Saturday. Bye.